We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway! Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. I'm here with Jason Pat. This episode is brought to you by betonline.ag and by Untuck It. We're here to talk about your 19 and 36 Chicago Bulls. They are on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 game losing streak, sliding down the Eastern Conference. They've had a couple games uh, since the last time we talked. You're never going to believe this, but both of those games were Bulls losses. Both of those games, Zach Levine carried the offense, but it just wasn't enough to give them a win. Uh, Jason, the Bulls have finally reached the unofficial halfway point of the season, which is really like the 60% mark of the season, I think, with the All-Star break. Uh, Bulls suck. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, nothing really new there. We've been uh, echoing that refrain for a while now. Yeah, Bulls, two more losses. They lost in Philly. Uh, they actually were pretty competitive in that game. They went down big early. They made a comeback. As you said, Zach Levine kind of caught fire, which is basically what's been happening. They caught fire, and then the fourth quarter, the Bulls just could not stop anybody. They lost 118-111. There was some fun drama there with uh, Joel Embiid uh, shushing the crowd and all that whole Sixers thing. But ultimately, it was just another Bulls loss. And then they lost in their last game before the break, 126 to 114, to the Washington Wizards, who are now actually above the Bulls in the standings in the number nine spot. And again, Zach Levine, he had 41 points, eight three pointers, uh, 19 points in the fourth quarter. I looked for a second there, like the Bulls were going to pull off another huge comeback in the nation's capital. If you don't uh, remember, which I would not blame you for not remembering, the Bulls uh, had an 18-point comeback in the fourth quarter earlier this year in Washington. Uh, they won in overtime, and this time they were down 21 at one point late in the third quarter, 18 points going into the fourth quarter, and the Bulls got it within, I believe, six at a few points because Levine was just hitting ridiculous threes. Ultimately, again, their defense, not enough to give up 126 points. Something Then that's been a huge, huge thing lately with, uh, with Chris Dunn out, with Wendell Carter Jr. out, with Otto still out. The Bulls' defense has just completely gone in the tank. They've given up 115 points, at least 115 points in every single game in this losing streak. Their D rating during this losing streak is like 120-something. Somehow it's not even the worst in the league. I believe that the Cavs and the Spurs were worse. But, uh, yeah, just completely, they can't stop anybody. 
uh, the game against the Wizards is basically just indicative of what they're where they're at right now. Zach Levine putting the Bulls on his back offensively, but they can't stop anybody and, and they lose. So yeah, 19 and 36. I think Cody Westerland tweeted after last night's game was that that's where they were at two years ago when the the first in year one of the rebuild. That's they were 19 and 36 after what is that 55 games. So they're basically in a very similar spot as we enter the All-Star break here. And again, the All-Star weekend will be in Chicago, nice snowy Chicago. Already seen a ton of tweets about people complaining about the weather, which uh, suck it up, people, whatever. I I don't care about your warm weather cities. Would it be great to be in warm weather? Sure, but whatever. Suck it up. Chicago's great. Uh, But yeah, the Bulls are basically a joke. They're basically irrelevant as the NBA comes here for All-Star weekend, which I wrote a quick thing at Forbes about, about that for today, just I know John Greber wrote a great thing in the Athletic about how this could have been a weekend where maybe you were celebrating a, a Bulls team on the rise, a fun team, and instead uh, they're terrible. They have Zach Levine doing the three point contest, and that's basically it. Uh, nobody really cares about them. There's like really no buzz about the Bulls at all. So it's just kind of a huge bummer. Uh, I guess if there is any buzz about the Bulls right now, it's that maybe there will be changes in the front office. Uh, there's been a decent amount of speculation about this in, I mean, I guess a course of the, over the course of the season, there's just been like little bits trickling out. If we, I, I also wrote about this at Forbes a couple days ago. Just if we, if we went back in November, uh, Joe Colley of the Strikeout Sometimes kind of hinted that maybe Gar Foreman was on the hot seat. There was a thing in the Athletic, Sam Amick and John Hollinger hinted, oh, there could be an ambitious overhaul, quote unquote, if the season continued to go south. Uh, Cap, David Kaplan. Uh, NBC Sports Chicago and ESPN 1000 and his show has hinted at possible big changes. Casey Johnson has speculated that maybe like Gar Foreman will get demoted or they'll bring somebody in from the outside. Most recently, Mike McGraw, the Daily Herald, said that Paxson will step aside into an advisory role in the offseason and that could open the door for the Bulls uh, to come, bring in somebody new, somebody fresh for uh, just to take over this uh, basketball operations. Obviously, we've been riding. Uh, Ricky, you have infamously ta- told... Uh, that Paxson needs to fire himself. We've been riding the fire Garpax thing. There was actually a fire Garpax, uh, I think, billboard or something that somebody paid for. It. Somebody went up with. It's kind of funny with all stars. All star weekend coming here. Bulls fans basically just want to get rid of the front office. So, like I said, there's all these rumors. We've this is kind of a believe it when I see it type deal uh, with this front office because we've heard, we've heard we've been kind of pushing this for a long time. And I, I again, I'll believe it when I see it. But I think this is a perfect time to do our betonline.ag take of the week. Again, betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for 50% welcome bonus. Our take of the week will be talking about this these Bulls for an office rumors and the fact that they, I think they probably need a full house cleaning. Right, Ricky? I mean, I, we've been talking about this for a while. Full house cleaning in the Bulls for an office. What do you, what do you think? Fire everyone, Jason. How many times have we said it over the years? This has to be it. And that's why when, you know, a couple months ago, the Bulls were in the ninth position. It's like, well, maybe they can make a run at the eight seed fans. What do you want? Do you want the Bulls to go for broke and make the playoffs? Or do you want the season to continue to go down in flames? The only honorable answer was for this season to go down in flames because it was the only way the Bulls could finally have a chance to clean house. I think it has gotten so bad, Jason. Attendance is down. Fan frustration is totally boiled over. Even the proud defenders of the franchise have now totally turned on the team. They've turned on Boylan. In turn, they've turned on Paxson. I really think the chips are stacking up 
for the Bulls to make a move in the front office. You did a great job right there, sort of noting all the smoke that's been around these rumors for the last few months. They, it seems to be getting louder and louder in terms of will the Bulls finally replace John Paxson officially? God, I hope they do it. Uh, I thought Mike McGraw wrote a really good thing on it this week where he basically said, you know, the number one goal in reshaping this front office has to be that whoever they hire next isn't answering to Paxson. Right. Like, Paxson can still be on the payroll if Jerry Reinsdorf wants to give him money to do nothing. I'm sure that Jerry Reinsdorf would love to do that, but he cannot have the final say in anything. If he is going to have some input on stuff, just know that you can tell him that he has a lot of bad ideas because the guy's had a lot of bad ideas for about the last six or seven seasons. And Jason, I can't even get myself to the point where I'm like thinking about who I want them to hire because right now anyone would be a welcome relief. If you're just replacing Paxson and Foreman with someone new, I don't even care who it is. Give me anyone. Hire someone off Twitter. Give me a former player. Give me some dude who went to MIT and is who's going to uh, never been around basketball before. All I want is a new voice, some new leadership, and that is the number one thing the Bulls need because uh, this season has fallen off a cliff. This is year three of the rebuild. It's a disaster, Jason. It's not going anywhere. The Bulls still don't have confidence in themselves to evaluate just how awful this rebuild has gone. So we need a fresh voice in there. We need a fresh face to speak to the media. Fire Paxson. Fire Foreman. Please, Michael Reinsdorf, we're begging you. Clean house. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like ideally you actually clean house and like get them off the payroll. Knowing the Reinsdorfs, Paxson will probably move into some figurehead role where he's kind of like the, I don't even know. Does Kenny Williams even do anything with the White Sox anymore other than just kind of be there? Like I could absolutely see that happening just because they have this whole loyalty thing with Paxson. I don't think the loyalty is quite there with Gar. Gar has been around there forever. So, I mean, get him out. Ideally just get Paxson out. He can go retire. I mean, he's been doing this forever. Just go retire, enjoy your life, and stop dealing with all this hate that he's getting because of this. Just get it get totally out of there. I guess if they really have to keep him, whatever. As you said, they need a new, a fresh voice. Paxson has been running this front office since 2003. They have one Eastern Conference Finals appearance in that time. You can blame the Derrick Rose injuries all you want. You can blame other injuries all you want. We're, that's enough of that. That only goes so far. It's 2020 now. And the, like as you said, the rebuild is kind of a mess. Clean house and just get a fresh voice, and they need they need a new start. And there you have it. That has been the BetOnline.ag take of the week. Clean house and the Bulls front office again. Please remember to use promo code BlueWire, all one word, for your fifty percent welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. So I guess just keep going here. I mean, obviously, if they clean house in the front office, they're obviously I would assume would get a new head coach. I mean, they need a new head. I mean, they should fire Boylan probably like Monday, and they're not going to do it now before All Star Weekend. But we had, we've talked about on this podcast how basically every game or every week, I mean, it basically is every game at this point, how something goofy happens with Jim Boylan, and it happened again this week in these last couple of games. There was in Philly, he took another late timeout with the game already decided, and the Philly crowd booed him. I mean, that's like perfect. I mean, Philly crowd is obviously, they get rowdy no matter what, but. He, so they booed him again to do that. And then we had, after this, uh, in the the Wizards game, this whole deal with Daniel Gafford. So Daniel Gafford, if you remember, he what, he sprained his ankle. I can't remember when he exactly sprained his ankle, but I think it was the the Raptors game maybe. He sprained his ankle early, and then they like brought him in back in late for some reason, even though he was clearly hurt. Then he missed a game or two with this ankle injury. But now he's been ruled available. 
these last, I think the last game or two, he has not played. Cristiano Felicio has been playing over him. Uh, and Casey Johnson really just kind of went at Boylan, just with just some hard pressure, uh, pressing questions, because uh, was Boylan just really wasn't giving him a straight answer. Like, was Chris... Was like was he not playing because of his health? And Boylan was kind of hemming and hawing. And there's this whole there's a whole video clip of this uh, and the NBC uh, Bulls Bulls talk Twitter. If you want to go check that out, I'm sure you've, if you follow our podcast, you've probably seen this because it was all over Twitter. Kind of just a just a whole embarrassment because if you remember, like Boylan basically they basically told Boylan not to talk about injuries. So I I wonder if that like got him in trouble here because he like didn't want to talk about it, but he basically just would not answer. And Casey kept pressing and pressing. He's like. So is this an injury thing? Is he not actually able to play? And Boylan, like I said, hemming and hawing. It's like he could have easily just said, you know, like he's available. We need a certain we need to address a certain amount of guys. If it was an emergency, he would play. But right now, I just don't feel comfortable with him playing because his ankle's not 100%. So I'm playing Felicio over him. When he's actually 100% healthy, he will get his minutes again. But no, it was this whole thing where Casey has to ask him like three or four times. So again, it's just over and over again with Jim Boylan. And I just, it's just incredible. Like I, I follow a, I follow a, we follow. We both follow the NBA, and like I don't think any other coach is like this. Obviously, we follow Bulls closer. We follow a bunch of Bulls accounts, so we see this all over our Twitter feeds and stuff. But like, I don't think there's any other coach where this is just consistently happening. Where other fans, where other coaches, other players make fun of him, where he's just getting clowned in the media. Like it is absolutely insane, Ricky. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's it's just gotten so off the rails this season it's like every single time we do a podcast we have some ridiculous boiling controversy to talk about i'm actually not totally against him not playing gafford because i mean if gafford is not fully healthy it's like right. what's the point yeah and so, that's fine no plan that's totally fine it was just the way that he like hemmed and hawed it's just like can't you just answer a question normally like it shouldn't take kc asking you like five times just give a normal answer your guy's not healthy and it'd be better to keep him out you don't want to play daniel gavard through an ankle injury in this season but just give a normal answer it just the the video clip it just makes it look so bad and just his and him just kind of was like oh like and just i don't know it just it just looks bad and like a lot of people were making fun of it john greenberg got into a little tiff with the account because he was like maybe the bulls account shouldn't be tweeting this stuff out but yeah, just just a new like new low like every game. <laughs> yeah, new low every game. Uh, I did think the late timeout against Philly was absolutely hilarious. They were down seven, <laughs> I believe, with ten seconds left. The yeah. crowd started booing Boylan. It made me think like, what if Boylan was the head coach of the Sixers and was experiencing a similar downfall during a season when they were supposed to take a step up? Uh, they would be, like, throwing batteries at him like he's J.D. Drew. They'd be <laughs> booing him every night like he's Santa Claus. Chicago goes pretty soft, all things considered, mostly because the apathy, Jason. Yep. The apathy has just really sunk in, and there's no way around it at this point. Like, if me and you are the people who are like, well, yeah, uh, another Bulls game, they suck, who cares? I can't imagine what normal fans think. And uh, our friend Mort on Twitter, he asked a question, uh, basically asking fans, you know, how fed up they were with the Garpax administration. And I was struck by so many of the answers being, yeah, I haven't watched a game since December, and actually it's really improved my mental health. (laughs) So uh, that seems to go for a lot of people looking at the attendance numbers this year, just looking at, like, how many Bulls fans are engaged on Twitter this year. So So it's low, man. It's like I said last year was rock bottom, and that was after we had the – the mutiny, which was Boylan's like second game or whatever, uh, that season went totally off the rails. The Bulls haven't had a weird controversy like that this year. Uh, there's been no kind of Bobby Portis punching Nico in the face. 
There's been no mutiny. There's been no Rajon Rondo Instagram post, anything like that. And yeah, you're absolutely right that it has been boring. And I think that's exactly what Garpax wants. Let them fly under the radar. Let them kind of stay off the NBA talking points because, I mean, they're just failing in anonymity right now, right? Like everyone is just sort of resigned to the fact that they have jobs for life. They're awful at their jobs. They're going to continue running this proud franchise into the ground. And you don't really hear so much talk about it at this point, I think, because people are just exhausted. So it will be interesting to see uh, what any of the talk and any of the speculation is about the future of the franchise come All-Star Weekend. Uh, the Bulls are, without a doubt, one of the laughing stocks of the NBA. So uh, now they get to host this great event. This is the position they're in. Yeah, before we talk a little bit more about that, let's hear from our sponsor, Untuck It. Ever seen an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look good on tall, short, slim, athletic guys of all ages. You can choose some styles like wrinkle free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big ever again. And the website is very easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. So visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for a 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. We are back. Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast talking about your 19 and 36 Chicago Bulls as we enter the All-Star break. We're just coming to Chicago, and you talked a bit about the apathy, and I've mentioned it as well. And just, yeah, I've definitely mentioned, like, you mentioned the Twitter stuff. Like, there's nobody talking about Bulls games. It's basically the beat writers making jokes at each other, Casey Johnson doing 20-point deficit alerts, and then, like, Stephen No tweeting out a horrible highlight. He tweeted out a great one from the Wizards game last night when Zach Levine was off the floor. Just one of the worst possessions you'll ever see. It featured both, like, Shaq Harrison and Kobe White, like, falling all over themselves. Yeah, there's just no buzz around them on Twitter. Nobody nationally talks about them. Like, I saw Charles Barkley had a, oh, I think it was on Waddle and Sylvie this afternoon. Just like, he's just saying, oh, I'm so disappointed. And he mentioned it, and they're just kind of like, boring. Like, today, the uh, the Athletic came out with a whole Kings uh, story about, like, some of the some of the issues there. And, like, obviously, hashtag Kings. The Kings have always been a joke. And the Knicks, the Knicks are never boring. As shitty as the Knicks have always been, there's always something goofy going on. And they just had their new branding guru guide basically just spouting off on first take. Like, if the Bulls are going to be bad, give me some of that at least. Give me give me buffoons. Like, give me the mutiny. Give me guys going on first take and causing a stink. Give me some Jimmy Butler drama, which I'm going to get into Jimmy Butler here in a second. Uh, just give, just give me something fun if they're going to be bad. Like, because right now they're just boring bad. Like, if they're going to be bad, at least be fun bad. And right now it's just hurt, boring, bad. It's just, it's unfortunate. And just, like, on top, and I mentioned the irrelevancy. Uh, Zach Levine's not on the U.S. He's not even in consideration for the Olympics, for the Team USA Olympics. 44 guys made that roster. He's not even on it. I know he turned down a World Cup bid last year as one of the replacements because he supposedly had an ankle injury. I don't know if they held that against him or what, but, like, to not be one of the 44 guys on that list as a Team USA guy, like, that sucks. 
Again, there's like nobody taking part in All-Star Weekend besides Levine doing this three-point contest. Wendell did make the Rising Stars game, but he's hurt and he won't be playing. So it's just like totally irrelevant, which is basically what the Bulls have become in these last few years since the Jimmy Butler trade. So now we have we have to talk about, did you read Nick Friedle's Jimmy Butler column from earlier this week? I haven't started. I haven't read it yet. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was basically this whole thing about how Miami was willing to take the Jimmy Butler gamble that the Bulls weren't. And there was some stuff in there about how uh, the Bulls like Jimmy, but I mean, and this is kind of stuff we've already known. Like the Bulls like Jimmy, but they they kind of soured on him becoming a diva, which is absolutely fair uh, to a certain degree. And that they didn't want to pay him the super max. Like they thought he was a good player, but not a player you could build around or build the championship team around. Which I mean, obviously, still the jury's out on how well he actually does in Miami. The fact of the matter is, he goes to Miami, a team that missed the playoffs last year, and they're 35 and 18, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They've been one of the best home teams in the Eastern Conference, and like I said, I don't. I mean, they they look like a team that's probably one player away from maybe being an actual legitimate contender. Like I could see them possibly losing in the first round. I also see them maybe even going to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see. But either way, he has helped take a team that missed the playoffs last year and has taken a huge leap this year. He's, they got a, they got the culture in Miami. He fits well, obviously, with that just kind of no-nonsense, hard-work culture where his hard-driving style really works. So if you haven't, please go do read this Nick Friedle article about Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't want to – I've always been a Jimmy guy. I know you hated the Jimmy Butler trade. He did have his issues in Chicago. He had his issues with Minnesota. He had some issues in Philly. You, he clearly does not always handle things well. I can understand why other players and coaches would get – super annoyed with the grading like I work super hard and you don't work hard as me so I'm not gonna look down on you thing I mean I get it especially when he's not on the level of a, of a Kobe Bryant of a Michael Jordan who can kind of get away with that stuff because they're legitimate all-time grades Jimmy Butler's not on that level but when you get, look back at these situations in Chicago with Fred Hoiberg in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and, and Andrew Wiggins in Philadelphia where they're kind of a mess right now I know him and Embiid are really tight and they had this this whole back and forth now but ultimately it looks like Jimmy Butler was basically right about everything. As bad, as poorly as he might have handled this stuff, Jimmy Butler was fucking right. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like there's no quicker way to get people to turn off our podcast than to talk about how much we love Jimmy Butler because <laughs> we've know. had a couple episodes like that in the past. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm totally in on this new trend of everyone saying that Jimmy was right all along. I also think it's kind of funny the Philly fans have now like totally turned on Butler despite the (laughs) fact that it seems pretty unclear if Philly really did offer him a max contract uh in free agency what like do you have a read on that like did Butler we hear we hear different rumors every day like Jimmy's hinted that stuff happened there's rumors that they did offer him but then maybe pulled it off the table there's rumors out there that they didn't give him the full like I mean I feel it's something new every week in that Fredell article I believe or it might have been a different article it said oh they were willing to do the full max, but then things just kind of fell apart for whatever reason. Like I said, Jimmy's kind of played coy about that. He's hinted at issues there, but then won't really say. I don't know. I mean, Jimmy basically, I mean, the reason they were a Kawhi Leonard four bouncing away from going to overtime in a game seven and possibly going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, they were very good with Jimmy, and he was probably arguably their best player. We'll see how they do in the playoffs this year, but I think they're going to miss his shot creation and his clutch shooting down the stretch. So it is, I definitely have noticed some of that animosity from the Sixers. I mean, I guess he was there for half a year and then leaves. I mean, I kind of get it, but, like, yeah, kind of, kind of goofy. I don't know. Uh, and I also think that it's just so pathetic that now the fan base, the thing that we're getting worked up about is, like, Zach Levine not being named – 
to the U.S. training camp roster and Kobe White not making the rookie <laughs> yeah. challenge. It's like, first of all, who gives a shit? <laughs> Second of all, Levine didn't make the training camp roster for USA Basketball because he doesn't have the skill set to be a role player. And he's not good enough to be one of the primary scoring options. So what they want at the end of that bench isn't someone who's going to come in, play no defense, and take a bunch of bad shots. It's someone who's going to like fit into the flow of the offense and get the ball to the superstars, to Steph Curry, to LeBron, to Kevin Durant, to Zion, or whoever else is on that roster. So in my opinion, Zach Levine didn't deserve to make it into that uh, U.S. training camp roster, especially after not playing in the FIBA World Cup. And, you know, Kobe, quite simply, has been oh, one of the worst players in the NBA this year. Like, if you look at his... Uh, the advanced metrics are bad. His Raptor, bad. which is a new stat by 538, has a terrible name, but it's a very good stat. And it has him as a minus four. So think of it as, like, zero is even. I think, like, an average PIPM, which is a similar stat, is something like, you know, negative 0.27 this year. So zero is pretty much average. Kobe being a negative four is, like, terrible. Like, that's as bad as it gets, pretty much. He's going to need a De'Aaron Fox-like jump in his second year. And De'Aaron Fox was very bad as a rookie, too, is the other thing. Like, he had a big, big uh, sophomore leap. So Kobe needs the same thing. Uh, And now, like, this is what we're left to talk about with the Bulls, man, right? Like, some Jimmy Butler article on ESPN. The lack of respect for Zach Levine (laughs) not getting invited to the 44-man USA Basketball training camp roster and Kobe White getting snubbed, snubbed, Jason, for the Rising Stars game. I guess he's not a rising star. All this is pathetic, and it all goes back to the front office's decision to hire Boylan before the season and then to go ride or die in Boylan mode for the full year, not having any semblance of pride within themselves, not having any higher expectation besides for being a good subordinate from the head coaching role. They had so many head coaches who hated Paxson and Foreman. So now they finally got a guy who kisses their ass every opportunity he gets. And of course he's going to have a job for the whole season, even though he's clearly the worst coach in the NBA uh, Jason, I can't wait for the season to be over. <laughs> I know, it's brutal. We're at the All-Star break, and we've already basically packed it in. Speaking of the All-Star break, we will both be there. What What are you looking forward to if All-Star week and coming to Chicago? Yeah, I th- think that like most of what I'm looking forward to is just meeting some other media people, doing some networking. Uh, I have always wanted to cover the All-Star game. That was always sort of like on my bucket list professionally to cover. But I do think that this year probably won't be as much of, you know, the typical hijinks because it's going to be a memorial for Kobe. It's going to be a memorial for David Stern. So I'm going into it with an open mind. I don't really have any story ideas that I'm, like, trying to crank (laughs) out here. More than anything else, uh, I'm just going to take in the experience and uh, see what it's like. So I'm excited to go to Basketball Without Borders. That's the one thing I'll say, which is a camp that the NBA puts on every year for the top 60 like international players throughout the high school ranks. Like R.J. Barrett oh, nice. played yeah. in there when he was coming up, and there's been lots of great players uh, to come through that pipeline. Jonathan Kaminga is going to be the biggest star this year. He's the number one ranked player in the 2021 high school class, could reclassify, play college basketball next year, get drafted in 2021 to the NBA. So uh, I want to see how good he is. He's a 6'8 wing who's really athletic, supposed to be a pretty smart player too. I'm excited to go to that. Uh, and then I'm just excited to like hang out with everyone. So if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're going to be in Chicago for the All-Star game, hit me up because I want to party. 
Yeah, and I I'm the same way. Like I was trying to think of like any like interesting bull stuff to even like go into this with because I'm going through Espionation through through Bloggable and like all I got is like oh maybe Wendell Carter Jr. get maybe get some stuff from him maybe he'll have an injury update and then like obviously Zach's gonna be in this three point contest but like besides that it's just like whatever I did. I'm just kind of excited just like for the whole like you said the experience uh, all the people that will be there obviously be a ton of media there. Uh, just kind of being at the events themselves will be will be fun. Like I'm looking forward to All Star Saturday, just in general. Like I mean, always watching that's been always pretty fun. But just to be able to be there and just be around the experience will be a lot of fun. I will. Uh, and then the I mean the game itself is just like also whatever because the Bulls are irrelevant. There are no Bulls in it. But I'm just kind of seeing this new the new format they have will be interesting to see with and, and the Kobe tributes like you said. Uh, there'll be obviously be a lot of Kobe stuff going on all, all weekend. And then the game itself has this new format where they're, they're both honoring Kobe with the jerseys and they're doing like that 24, uh, the 24 point thing in the fourth quarter and the whole Elam ending type deal. So that'll be interesting to see. So yeah, uh, it should be a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, as, as I mentioned, it's going to be nice and snowy and cold. So I hope all the people coming from warm weather will bundle up and get ready and suck it up. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. It should be, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Ricky, got anything else? I feel like we can't really rant about the Bulls at this point anymore. We we basically said it all at this point. Yeah, I think we've said it all, Jason. And uh, it's going to be a fun All Star weekend, though. It's too bad that the NBA is coming during another lost season for the Bulls. Can't even get anyone in the All Star game in the East. Absolutely pathetic. Sim to end. That's what I want to do with the rest of this end. season. Uh, all right, yeah, that's it. All right, this has been Cash Considerations, Ishikawa Bulls Podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag and Untuck It this week. As always, we're a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Go check out at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter. Go check out all the other pods out there. There will be other Blue Wire people, hopefully, in the it, uh, here for All Star Weekend. Uh, and then, obviously, again, just all the other people around for All Star. It should be a lot of fun. There are going to be a ton of events going on besides just the main All Star events. Uh, so it should be a fun time in Chicago this weekend. Uh, for our podcast, as always, please uh, rate and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all those places. So for Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls pod, it's Jason and Ricky. Take it easy, guys, and enjoy the All-Star break. The Bulls will not be playing again until next Thursday. Thank God. A nice week off from the Bulls. That'll be That'll be lovely. Take it easy, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.